Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thank you for listening to Spin, the rally pod, brought to you by Dirtfish Rally School. For your chance to experience life behind the wheel of a rally car, head to drive.dirtfish.com to find the course that's right for you. What are you waiting for? We're right here waiting for you. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Spin the Rally Pod. And this one is a post-rally chili B.O.B.O. Spin the Rally Pod with myself, Colin Clark, and of course, our chief... What are you now, David? Chief editor, chief, chief, well, having, chief, chief, chef, chef, chef. Just chef. left the Dirtfish House. I am chief bottle washer. Well, having done all the washing up, uh, that's not quite true. And I, did, I did a whole lot of washing up over the weekend. I, I washed the most importantly the porridge pot this morning before I left. You did a very good job. I thought I was kind of welded to it. That stuff. No, no. no do you know what? I fed it. I didn't waste any of the porridge. You gave the, it to the dogs. I gave it to the dogs. I really did. Uh, what are you, David, these days? Head of marketing. No, head of, head media. of media. Head of media. Uh, he's probably head of marketing as well. Uh, David Evans, good to have you. David, we are making our way to the airport after witnessing, you know, a really, really positive return to the championship for Rally Chile. Yeah, great, just fantastic event. I have to say it was um, it was a winner. Obviously, it was supposed to come back in 2020, yeah. um, but there was a, a mixture of global madness with, with, with COVID obviously going on. Uh, and I think... There were some difficulties um, with the event and, and, and what have you, and with Chile and some political business going on. Well, that's a very low-flying uh, paraglider just going over yeah, our heads yeah. just now. Goodness uh, me. But all of that, forget all of that, absolutely forget all of that, because what we've seen this week is just fantastic. It's an absolutely brilliant return. The event's delivered on every level, particularly the sort of sporting side. Yeah. To have those roads, to be able to drive roads like this is, is fantastic. And from talking to everybody, this is the tip of the iceberg here, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. It, it, it's incredible. The, the world's biggest forest yeah. uh, enterprise, if you like. So the world's probably more forest roads in and around Concepcion than anywhere else in the world. So it's amazing. The, the fans were legendary on Thursday night in Los Angeles. The whole thing, they Aye. they smashed it out of the park. They really did smash it out of the park. Apart from traffic, which was a nightmare. Traffic around the service park was a nightmare, but you know, that's a nice nightmare to have. The yeah. fact that so many people wanted to come yeah, and exactly. see the car- cars up close and personal. It's a really nice problem to have. It wasn't such a nice problem to be in the middle of. But anyway, you're quite right about the roads and the stages. We talked with Alberto Heller, David, at the end of the event, and he said, yeah, you know, he's from Los Angeles. The ceremonial start, it moved a little bit. It was 400 metres. 
No, on, it was 300 metres. On, on Thursday night, and tonight it was 100 <laughs> metres. So maybe his, his school had moved a little bit. school had got 200 metres <laughs> closer. Yeah. But, but it, you know, it doesn't. Th- those are the, the sort of semantics. We need to turn right here. I'm not sure. We need to turn right somewhere. This one For or the fuel next station. One. Yeah, exactly. Those are the semantics indeed. But what Alberto said was, yeah, you know, you do have this second biggest logging company in the world based here and all the forests here around Concepcion and Los Angeles. But he said, you go farther south in Chile, and you've got even more roads and even more yeah. variety. Uh, really, you know, that for me has been the absolute highlight of the weekend was just how good these stages were. We expected them to be good, but they were good, they were challenging, um, and they were really, 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 in terms of delivering a sporting spectacle, they were absolutely on point. And so, and uh, from an organisational perspective as well, Cole. You know, yeah, yeah. They were very, very smart in the fact they bought Alan Panas. Yes. To work in as a sort of consultant for the event, they had Ian Ian Campbell yeah. um, as deputy clerk of the course. These are experienced hands, and they? and the the uh, ex boss of not the ex boss, but the ex team manager from High Yeah, Pablo. 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 Yeah, no, and they've seen everything. They've yeah. been around the world. They've yeah. seen it all, um, and they understand how to deal with everything in a very calm and yeah. rational yeah. fashion. There were issues, of course. There were issues. Inevitably, every event is going to have some issues, some re-teething problems, if you like, when they're coming back into the championship. But it was seamless. It really was. It really was seamless. And, you know, as I said, in terms of the sporting spectacle, it was just quite remarkable. It was fantastic to see. Uh, let's start, David, then, you know, in, in summarising, you know, the performances, driver performances, team performances. Let's start for the first time since February with our winners, M Sport and Oitanak. Yeah. They got it right. There's no question they got it right when you required a bit of thinking, a little bit of knowledge, an awful lot of experience. That tire choice on Saturday morning between Tanak and the team, they got it right. Yep, totally. That was the foundation, wasn't it? Because the strategy that they found, obviously, was, in fact, according to Oi, it wasn't optimal because they could have actually taken six um, hard tires, which... At the time, we were sort of scratching our heads because it was quite early morning. It was still, before the sun came up, it was pretty chilly. Really chilly, And we yeah. were expecting soft tyres to be to be the order of the day. The Friday, we'd, we'd seen more softs, but obviously the road was quite different um, on Saturday compared to Friday, much more abrasive road. Um, and it was exactly the right tyre to take. Uh, and they did a, a fantastic job in taking that package and, and managing it, but for me, it was Saturday afternoon where the win was absolutely confirmed. Um, Tanak didn't give anybody a look in, did didn't, he? That was a, where everybody was on the hard tyre. Everybody was on pretty much the same bit of road. Um, and Oit just went out there and, and, and showed total domination mm. in, in the fashion of what we were, we were used to seeing in 2018, 2019, when he was at the absolute height yeah. of his power and he was winning rallies. Absolutely. For fun. For fun, absolutely. And, and, you know, it was enormously impressive, his drive this weekend, because every other driver had a moment, numerous moments. Yeah. And one or two had very big moments and one or two had very big crashes. But Tanak was middle of the road. He kept it absolutely... Middle of the road sounds pedestrian-like, doesn't it? It was far mm. from that. But he was so, so accurate. He was so in control. You know, it didn't even, from what we watched, he didn't even have... You were a loose end at any times. It was all no. just completely as you would expect from Tanak at his very best. And I think what it's confirmed and it's reconfirmed is that there's nothing missing from Oit Tanak. 
You know, no. he's not lost anything in these years that he's been fighting to regain that that form that, as you say, he showed in 2018 and particularly in 2019, where he was he was intimidating. His presence on the start list, his presence at the start line of each stage, his presence in the service park intimidated mm. his opposition because he was so, so self-assured, so confident that he was unbeatable, that he really was totally. unbeatable. And, and it's still there. It's still very much there. And it was in the fashion of, of a Sebastian Loeb or a Sebastian Auger mm. at, at the height of their power as well. Like you say, Carl, it was that imposing presence mm. that as soon as the rally started, if Oiktanak was out front, then he was going to win. Yeah. I remember that classic Argentina, I don't remember if it was 18 or 19, where he had the mistake early on and he just powered back through. And it, that, for me, was one of the drives of his life. And you just knew he was going to win that rally. And in a way, once you got past um, Friday, you just knew he was going to win this. Uh, sorry, once you got past Saturday, obviously into Sunday, you just knew. But for me, it was not really in doubt. I think there have obviously been issues with uh, with the Puma. Um, we've seen that, you know, we've seen the issues in Estonia and in Greece and, and what have you. I think when Oit starts a rally, there is always a, a degree of caution, a degree of, um, I don't know how you'd put weariness, it. Weariness, not weariness, no. Yeah, well, kind of weariness, exactly. Weary, yeah. Just, and you're, you're, you're just ready yeah. uh, for kind of anything to happen. And as soon as he was into his stride, Friday afternoon <laughs> through Saturday, he just galloped away. You know, he understood that the car was cool, everything was going to work, and there was no, there'd been no issues with the car. Okay, small hybrid thing on the Friday with the heavy landing that that, that injured Martin slightly. Um, beyond that, nothing from what we can understand. Certainly nothing that we found out about. That's an interesting point because, you know, if we look back through stage end comments, really, right back to the start of the year, I think this is about the only rally where he's not had something to complain about with the car. And he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't talked at all about the no. performance, about the reliability, about the handling of the car. And that's what happens when you're at the front and you feel that you're in control of the event, which he has been uh, very much since. Since which stage? You know, it was very early on, wasn't it? It was early on. The lead in the rally. Elvin was, he was quickest on the first and then Elvin got a bit, a bit of a chance um, to, to run at the front. But then when we got to the to the afternoon on on Friday and Elvin struggled a bit with with the grip in the, in the car, Tanek was just there. Yeah, he was just there and he was absolutely on it. So at Oit Tanak M Sport, fantastic job. While we're on M Sport, we need to talk about Pierre Louis Loubet because you know Loubet has been very stop start this season from a few mistakes, a few unfortunate issues in Greece was very much an unfortunate issue. Didn't even make it into the opening stage. An enormous disappointment for Lube in Greece, David. And he came here with, with hope, with genuine hope. He knew he had a good road position on Friday. And for the opening two stages of the rally, you know, he was doing a good job. And then that mistake. You know, there's no question. There's absolutely no question it was a mistake inside the car. Whose mistake it was? Well, you know, we'll let the boys decide that. But it was a mistake inside the car. And he... You know, at this point in his career, he really cannot afford those sorts of mistakes. He needs to be finding some consistency and some pace. The consistency has to come. Um, the mistakes have to go. Yeah. Again, he had a great place on the road. 
this was his kind of last, well, it was everybody's final opportunity on gravel this year to show what they can do. Um, and he dropped it. Yeah. It's, and there's kind of, it's difficult, isn't it? When you see a driver have a massive shunt like that, and it was a proper Ooh, one, yeah. it was a big, big accident. Ooh, yeah. Um, and if you haven't seen it, go back to dirtfish.com. You will find a full analysis uh, of exactly what happened there. It was a monster. Yeah. You kind of feel badly about being critical of the driver. It was a mistake. Wherever the mistake came from, wherever within the crew it came from, we don't know exactly what happened. It was a mistake. You cannot make mistakes at this no. level. Um, no. and, and not at that speed on these stages. No, the consequences are so, so high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a huge disappointment because this was a, a golden opportunity. As we say, with the place on the road, he could potentially should have been looking at a podium. Granted, he didn't have a huge amount of seat time. You know, he'd been out of the, the car for... Oh, didn't turn a wheel in competition in Greece, did he? Nope, um, he did not. So, so yeah, it's... Oh, no, he did... Or oh, did he? Did he do the... the oh, yeah, you're, no, you're absolutely right. He Sorry, did get the first stage. Special. It was the yeah. first, the second stage. But he didn't turn a wheel on, gra- on, 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 on gravel. He didn't. Lube needs to find something in the next couple of and, events. And, I, you know, I like the look of Lube. I really do. And I, and I do think there's some talent there. Uh, and there is some potential there. Uh, and he, he has progressed but it's frustrating it's frustrating because you know there are a lot of young drivers who have been in his position before and and, and you know, you need to start showing some consistency and and on top of that you need to be able to show the consistency and then the ability to build a little bit of speed I think Lubay showed that at a certain pace he can give us consistency but every yeah. time he tries to push to find that little bit more pace, it goes wrong. And that's the worrying thing for me with Lube. It's that step up from that good, clean, tidy, neat, consistent pace to a challenging pace. Yeah. And he's struggling to find that. He is. And again, it's it's a difficult one for M Sport, isn't it? You know, they came the whole team came here with great potential for a win. You know, potentially even a double podium. Tanek always has a chance mm-hmm. to win. Um, and Pierre Louis could have been could have been on the podium as well. I I wrote a piece um, about Tanak on Sunday, um, talking about how I kind of felt that he needed to to be a I guess more gracious with the team. Uh, you know I I am Oik Tanak's biggest fan. I've always been a huge fan. I love the totally single-minded nature of the way that he drives and the fact that he won't be derailed in his thinking or in his pursuit of absolute excellence and there is a huge aspect of that call in this mm-hmm. that he gives the best mm-hmm. and he demands the best correct um, and it is difficult if you're not feeling that you're getting the best uh, and that's where he's been you know he's felt frustrated that he's not perhaps getting the best out of M Sport there are very very good reasons and my point with this with this piece was to point out mm-hmm. um, that there are reasons for this. You know, there are big financial restrictions on what M Sport can and can't afford. Correct. They're not in any way in the same league as Toyota or Hyundai. Um, and it's naive and, and, quite frankly, stupid to think that they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm not it, 100% not saying Tanak thinks that. He doesn't at all. No, he's fully he aware, fully aware yeah. when he went back to yeah. M Sport, the limitations yeah. of joining a non factory team. Yeah. There's always going to be limitations. Yes. And he knew that, and he was fully aware of that. Yeah. And, and I've read your article, David, and I thought it was a fair and balanced article. It was an article that was an opinion piece. And 
you know, I share your opinion. I absolutely share your opinion, and as do a lot of other people. But we we are not walking in Tanak's shoes. We are no. not walking in the shoes of a world champion. And I have seen some behavior that you might even call shocking from world champions in other sports. But well, that is what is required at well, times. Yeah. That single-minded, selfish dedication to your cause. Doesn't matter about anyone else's cause. It is your cause. And you have to be that focused. You have to be that selfish. You have to be that hard and demanding. But at times it's not nice to see. And but there's no well, question about that. It's not nice to see. But as well, my point in the piece was to question how motivating that was for the oh. team. And I understand, you know, he wants to be hard and he That's he's right to be hard That's on the team because he was hard on Toyota and he got a world championship mm-hmm. out of it. Uh, he was hard on Hyundai and, and that didn't work out so well and he had to he left a year ahead of his the end of his contract. He for me it was never really going to end well if he was going to be hard on, on M Sport because Oit knows as well as anybody knows it's a family oriented team and they are very Everybody puts their arms around each other, and they look after each other. And mm-hmm. I, I just felt that you look, you perhaps compare and contrast with someone like I don't know, uh, a Carlos Sainz or a Sebastian Ogier when he was mm-hmm. at M Sport. Mm-hmm. There were the same issues, perhaps not to the same extent, but their way of dealing with it was to be to keep all of the the stress internalized and in the public. Very rarely would you get any kind of criticism. Um, yeah, yeah, and and you know, to be honest with you, you know, Ogier embraced the whole family spirit thing, and he worked from the inside, yeah. from the inside to change it. Whereas Tanak's way of doing it, and as I say, you, you know, it, it is Tanak's way, and it's worked for Tanak in the yes, past, yes, and it's worked for other great champions in the past. His way was to be on the outside, dictating the way things went from the outside. Whereas yeah. Ogier was very, very different, and and you know and. and he, who's to say who's right? You know, who's you're right quite and who's right. Wrong. You who's know, right we don't walk wrong. in like Tanak's shoes. We no. don't. Um, and he and he's the world champion. Yeah. And we're not. Well, no, no, and that's <laughs> it. We don't have the the mentality to be world champions. You know, no. and and that's that's it. But but I thought your your article, David, was very very fair. Really very fair. Indeed. I think it's a lot. You know, and I do take a lot of criticism for my the kind of personal relationship that I've got with Malcolm, also with Rich Milner, with the whole team. That you. They are. It's nothing to do with them being a British team. It's to do with the fact that I've worked with that team for my entire career, and they're thoroughly and good people. They're again, absolutely, Carl. They're good people, and yeah. I, you do feel a level of kind of protection towards them, yeah. if you like. And, and, you, and, and just... you know what? You're, sorry, David, to interrupt you. It's normally you that interrupts me. <laughs> you know, you look at Tanak, and he's hard as nails. He's got a core of steel. Yeah. You look at Malcolm Wilson. He's harder. He is harder. He has, never mind a core of steel, he is built of steel. Yeah. You and know? if he's not, well, when, when his steel flexes slightly, there's John Steel. Yeah, there's John Steel absolutely- with the real steel. <laughs> the real steel is there. But, yeah, you know, and I will true. tell the story until the day I die. You know, I was not well a few years ago, really not well, and I missed three or four months of the WRC, maybe more, it might have been nearly five months. And I will never forget the emails that Malcolm Wilson sent me. Because yeah. that is the sort of person he yeah. is. You know, he sent me just, and I remember it was, uh, one of them I got was the, the Saturday night in Finland, and they were leading the rally. And he took the time, and you know yeah. how busy these team principals are, how, 
he'll focus there. He took the time, not just to send me one or two lines, but to send me a proper email just saying this is what's going on in case you missed it. Um, you know, look, look forward to seeing you back soon. Hope your recovery's going well. Yeah. How, just on a human level, yeah. just how good is that? It's, it is incredible. And that's him. You know? and, but equally, Carl, I've been exposed to some of that with Tanak. Well, Tanak, yeah. and I've seen and that, they're, I've they're seen that. Thoroughly decent people. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I am over, perhaps overprotective with, with M-Sport, I appreciate that. Um, but also, I totally appreciate Tanak. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, 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 and like you, you know, I think I think everyone at Dartfish is a massive Tanak fan. I think everyone yeah. in rallying is a massive Tanak fan. And You've got because to Because be. we're fans doesn't necessarily mean we always agree with the way that things are done. You no. know? And that, that's, that doesn't follow. It doesn't follow that because you're a fan you agree with everything. You're allowed to have a view on it. You're allowed to have an opinion on it. Are you're you allowed the, to disagree. You know, I, I, I'm and it's not, not sure really. I fell out with Colin McRae, but I had serious words with Colin McRae. Right. The same with Richard Burns. Carlos Sainz absolutely yeah. terrified me, still yeah. does. Yeah. Um, you know, you are Kenkin and a little bit. Schwartz used to terrify me. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't really see that. He's a lovely fellow. He's a beautiful um, man. I love him now. But he uh, used to terrify me at stage ends. But you know, you have these relationships, um, and it and it is you kind of yeah, it's difficult sometimes. Yeah. But ultimately, they've done it. They have they've done won. It. They've won yeah. Rally Chile. That's the only thing that matters now. Yeah. Um, and let's see what the last two rounds bring. Yeah, on to tarmac for the last two rounds. Shall we mention the other two M Sport drivers now, or should we move through the teams? What do you reckon? Let, no, talk about them now. Munster and Heller, Alberto Heller. Uh, do you know what? You know, they, they both I think are very decent rallies. I was impressed by Munster though. Yeah. I, I I didn't know what to expect. I thought, are we going to see him? You know, what are we going to see from him? Are we going to see mistakes? Are we going to see your know, pace that's maybe a little disappointing? No, didn't see any mistakes and saw reasonable pace yep. from Munster and reasonable potential from Munster. He battled with quite a few issues over the weekend, but he dealt with them. He did. Um, I, 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 and he and I, I like the look of Gregoire Munster this weekend. I thought, yeah, there's. is he a lad with potential? Well, clearly he's got potential. How much potential is the question? I, I don't know. And that will all depend on how well funded mm. he is. But he looked, he looked calm and in control in that car, and that was a massive positive. I, I would say it's too early to uh, to judge. Uh, I, I know we've seen that. worse in debuts in those we've absolutely seen worse. We've seen a lot worse. But we've seen him on one rally. Yeah, yeah, but I like the uh, look of him is what I'm saying on that one rally. Yeah. I thought you got some money. I <laughs> <at> all. <laughs> Where is it? I used to be in, in charge money? of the money, but now yeah, no, you know no, no. you've got the proper notes. You've no, got but the, use that. You've got the bundle of notes. No, I'm not getting a million coins out of here. Yeah, no, they're all hundreds. How much do we need? Fourteen hundred. Is it is these one hundreds? Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Well, well, tell me what you thought of Heller and Munster. Then, while I count I, these coins, Munster was good, good. You know, there was there was base there, but for me, the base with Gregoire Munster, the thing that we had to see here was the ability to step up from Rally Two to Rally One, not to be afraid of the car, not to be afraid of the aero and the hybrid and all of that. To get in it and give it a kick, you know, to give the ball mm -hmm. a kick. He certainly did that. Um, now we need to, to see what he can do moving forward. How much is that? 1,500 pesos. You're a very good man. 1,500. So if it's 1,000, you take the big one away. And if it's 1,450, Ooh, which I think yeah. that's what it is, then you give the lady that's all five, of your so money. That's a fifth, five, yeah, 500 good. pesos. Yeah. Uh, so, and then uh, Alberto Heller, brilliant. And just fantastic to see him on, on the stages, running first on the road through Saturday, Sunday, 
But I've got to say, I think his highlight may have come on Thursday night. Thursday night. But David, <laughs> this for me is what we are lacking in WRC. Private it's so, But not just private drivers. It's private drivers from the country that we're rallying in. It brings so much more attention, so much more excitement, so much more interest. You know, Alberto Heller, you know, clearly a local Chilean driver, a very decent driver in the Chile National Championship in yep. a Rally 1 car. The fans went wild for it. And they, they came out in their tens of thousands yeah. to see it. And we are missing that big time on so many rounds these days. David, what's your problem there? You're, you're furiously trying to clean your trousers. Spill some avocado on my trousers. No. Hola. Uh, no. 14.50, I think we've got this right. We've got this right. 1,500, give her the big one. Oh, no, it uh, says 1,000 there now. Ask how much. Thousand. Ask how much. I don't know. Here we go. Let's see what it is. Is it fourteen fifty? Is it a thousand? <laughs> He's giving her the popcorn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and you can have that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Gracias. Um, yeah, we, we, we miss it. We miss it, and we really do yeah. have to look at ways. And I know Malcolm Wilson is very much at the forefront of this. Look at ways of making these cars affordable. Affordable. Just for... give national heroes an opportunity Correct. to fight. It's the same. Is that, not, is, that not a, a, is that not? You know, we talk about how to promote this championship. Is that not a relatively straightforward? It it's a win-win, win-win-win. You, you know, the, the promoter of the, the FIA... To, to when Colin McRae was around, Mark Higgins used to do Rally GB pretty much every year. Uh, Whenever he got the chance uh, to do it in a, in a proper focus, uh, it was an incredible story. Yeah, and yeah. you know he'd be running fourth, fifth overall. Just fantastic for national yeah. press. Great, it's exactly what you need. Same here, take Alberto Heller, I was talking to a couple of Chilean journalists and they said this is almost front page news in Chile. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? What and is how that? great is that for our sport? Without that, without yeah. him competing, you know, it's another sporting event. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, and in terms of, of Chilean sport, having a round of the World Rally Championship is huge. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, we need it. We absolutely need it. So what do we do? It. Can, can, we, can we persuade the powers that be to come up with a scheme whereby national champions qualify for a drive in a rally one car on their event is that a little too simplistic you know if you're Finland's national champion and you're not a regular WRC driver your prize for winning the Finnish championship is, is there's all sorts of incentives you know, that you can bring Carl. there's all sorts that, that would win for everyone we a win for M Sport who we know require something for next year it would be a win for rallying it would be a win for everyone and not enormously expensive for me the first thing we need to do is is allow these cars to run without hybrid because yeah. that that makes them considerably i was going to say cheaper can make considerably more less expensive more affordable more affordable. more affordable yeah, yeah. and there's there's a lot that needs to come from the faa mm. in, in the next certainly well ideally before next year mm. uh, we need to have these people back these these local heroes yeah They're absolutely a big big part of the story that was quite parochial for me to talk about higgy but you know you go to to um, argentina uh, marcus legato jorge or, ricardi yeah. argentina you know exactly. uh, you go yeah. to australia you know nathan quinn in the mini quinny in the mini how much attention <laughs> did that bring it was great wasn't it yeah new zealand possum born you know, all of these yeah no, there's, there's, know, stories, there's so many stories. That's the point, isn't it? You know, for our generation, we talk about all of these people. Um, but next generation, who are they going to be talking about? Yeah. There's not the legacy now. There isn't. You're absolutely right. Let's move on. Move on. Let's move on to Toyota. And first of all, we have to say many congratulations to, to Toyota for wrapping up 
the Constructors Championship here. It is number seven, is that right, David? Number seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it, it was kind of a, oh, and you've won the Constructors, Constructors title at the end of the weekend. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they've won the Constructors and it has been a great year for them. But, you know, this event was not a great event for them. It, <laughs> It wasn't. A Don't great disagree event. with me. No, it no, wasn't a great event. It wasn't a great Saturday morning. I think if you take that out, no. I mean, it wasn't. Calais struggled. It's a real shame. I think Calais had that that small off on Friday afternoon. Without that, he would have been much closer. Okay, he would still have had the issues on Saturday morning. Um, actually, that's a bit of a he shipped a lot of time Saturday morning with with yeah. problems with the wear on the soft. They, they were they were absolutely scuppered as soon as they decided to go with softs. Yeah. That decision, which is made on Friday night, because obviously there's no Saturday morning yeah. service. Um, so, yeah, here's something, David. You know, we talked to Yai Mati Latvala about this event, um, and, and obviously he's still a little bit miffed at the fact that they were comprehensively out strategized by the other yeah. teams. But you know, when we asked him about Rally Chile, I thought this was a bizarre answer. We talked about Rally Chile and its place on the calendar, and he said, "Well, yeah, but they have to look at a few things." You know. Friday's, Saturday stages were too rough and too long. Absolute nonsense, in my view. Absolute nonsense. He then you know, qualified it with actually a very, very... Yeah, a very good point in saying that from kilometre one on Saturday morning... They, People were looking after tyres. But I don't care for that. You know, mm. I, don't, I don't care for that. that. That's about... That's what rallying has always been about. You know, if we yeah. want to be a rally, sprint championship, I'll 100% agree with the Yari Mati. But we're not. You know, rallying in the past, and Yari Mati knows this better than anyone. It's always been a bit about strategy, about mm. tyre strategy, about your know, driver approach, about changing your style to suit the stages, about not always being 100% on the throttle. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the drama that that gave us on Saturday. And it, and it was an absolutely enthralling day. And I'd be disappointed if they went into their selection, their route selection for next year, with that as the priority. Yeah, look at it, but don't make it your priority because what you gave us, Rally Chile, this year was fantastic for the championship. Yeah, I agree. I've got to say, I I was slightly surprised at, at Yari Matu from a purist perspective, but you can see from a corporate side, it was difficult. But yeah, for me, you all have six hard tyres. Manage them the best yeah. you can. It's, yeah. it's a big part of what yeah. the, of the sport that we're in. Um, so yeah, get, yeah frankly, we, get on with we, it. We've taken too many variables out of it. We've yeah. taken too many variables out of the sport already, and and I don't think we should be continually looking. But it seems one out. to manage out those variables, don't wow. they? Because the more variables, the less you can actually predict performance. So take out the variables. It's much easier if everybody's on exactly the same well, time. Let's take out all the variables and oh, let's exactly. just go round and round the circuit with these <laughs> yeah, cars. Let's take out all the variables that, and do that. that. That's exactly And what will we call that? Oh, rally cross. Kind oh, of. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, I'm, I wasn't sure about that. But anyway, Yari Matty, we love you. So, and we love your opinions on things, Yari Matty, we really do. Um, Elvin Evans, let's talk about him. His, his chances of winning the Drivers' Championship are, are still remarkably slim, but importantly, going into CER and the final two rounds on tarmac, he still has a chance. He still has a chance. Wasn't his best weekend here, and he admitted that himself at the end. He just didn't find, perhaps, the pace he was looking for. But, yeah, he goes away knowing he can still win, potentially. Is that any consolation to him? Maybe no. not. Maybe not. Uh, he, he can still win. Mm. And 
stranger things have happened. You yep. only have to look back to 98 with, with Tommy Mackin. And, yes. Um, it's really not over till it's over, is it? So he's done the right thing. He's, he's absolutely st- stuck with it. He didn't take massive risks because for the hundredth time of saying, if he drops it in a ditch and ends up with a zero, you know, the show's over. Yeah. 2006. Um, what happened in 2006? Didn't result in uh, tremendous... Was Loeb with the, the falling off the mountain bike. Yeah. You know, it was actually a, a motorbike. Was it a motorbike? Yeah. Did it but come it, out originally as a mountain bike? Well, yeah, because in this contract, he was he wasn't allowed. allowed. <laughs> <laughs> you're, but you're right. Anything can yet happen. You're Cali Robin yeah. Perez going drifting and all the rest. I mean, that's he is the master of all of these things. But you never know what might happen. He does have to stick at it. That's for sure. All rallying, one source. By now, you know that Dirtfish.com is the place to go for all of your rallying news. But when it's time to try your hand behind the wheel, just join us here at Dirtfish Rally School, nestled in the Cascade Mountains in Snoqualmie, Washington. Whether you're a pro seeking extra seat time or a novice looking to get started, we've got programs tailored to all rallying needs. And when you want to watch the best in the world, just head over to our YouTube channel. Our coverage of the WRC and American rallying is second to none. Follow us at Dirtfish Rally across all social media platforms and shop the latest looks in our merchandise store now. As always, rally on. Should we move on to Hyundai? Yes. Let's move on to Hyundai. Uh, looked like a strong weekend for them. They, they looked like they were going to secure behind Oktanak a double podium. You know, Nouvelle struggled a wee bit all weekend, but, but he got into a rhythm, found the pace, did what we really expect Neville to do, which is consistently banging a podium result. But the driver for me for the weekend from Hyundai was Teemo Sunanen. Can we say that? He was brilliant Friday. He was brilliant Saturday. But what an error. What a mistake to make on Sunday morning. Has Mm. that completely negated what went before it? No, it can't. No, I agree. It it can't because... he demonstrated the ability to drive at a pace, okay, in slightly different road conditions that neither of his teammates who have far, far more experience of the car, certainly of the Pirelli hard tyre, than, than he does. Mm. That has to mean something. And it does. You spoke mm. to Cyril Abitable, team principal at home. That does mean something. And it there's no question that Tamu's out of the picture for next year. He's not. He's very firmly in the picture, in for, the picture a, for, yeah. a, for a seat next year. Mm. And rightly so. Nobody will hurt more tonight than than Tamu Sunanen himself. Mm-hmm. He knows he made a mistake. He has to learn from that. He has to move on. The frustration for me was that he wasn't then in the absolute white heat of a massive fight. If that had happened on the first stage this morning, perhaps would have been even. It would have been more forgivable. But more understandable. More understandable. Yeah. 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 Because at that point he was desperate to to fight with Thierry and to, mm-hmm. and to take that position. The fact that Thierry had taken time out of him, he should have kind of thought, he should have gone, okay, yeah. enough. Yeah. Let's. I Equally, there is, there, is, there is also the case that Hyundai called this one wrong and should have just said, no, sorry, look, stop it. We want two cars on the podium. We want a double podium. That's worth shouting about. I it was kind of mixed messaging, wasn't it? And this was, is the yeah. thing. So we, we, we've heard Lappi's frustration at the team orders this year. Lappi has done what he's been asked to do, rightly so. Uh, but there's definitely been frustration there. And at the start of the year with Craig in, in, uh, in Sweden, Sweden, you know, yeah, a little bit of frustration. A bit of a farce, but, and the it? strange thing here, though, is that it's, it appears that they were both given the green light to go out. There, were, there wasn't going to be any swapping of positions. But had there been 
a decision to swap positions, then Sunan would have finished this rally. Well, exactly. He would have finished that's, it. He would have finished it. He and would in, have finished it. In many it. ways, you know, I said to him last night, I said, you've done the, you've done the good work. Mm. You've demonstrated what you can do. Now, is it not just sensible mm. just to say, enough? Mm. There you go, Mr. Abitable. I've done the job. There's your points. There's your points. Mm-hmm. That You've seen my performance. There's no point me absolutely going hell mm-hmm. for leather against mm-hmm. Thierry tomorrow. Let's be sensible. And But actually, that's probably one of the reasons I'm not a world champion. Because they want everything. They want... And Tame, we put it quite rightly himself. He had the chance to have a fight. It, um, it's, it's, for, for me, though, it is, it is about decisions. And, and, you know, the difference between great champions and your drivers who don't quite make great champions quite often is decision making and making the wrong decision at the most mm. important time and it happened quite a lot with Chris Meek sadly uh, making the wrong decisions and you know, I love Timo I really do and I, and I want to see him back and I want to see what he even can though make. you ignored but him I'm, this morning even though I ignored him this morning oops I don't know a bit of a faux pas that was um, but you know I think back to Portugal a couple of years ago WRC2 you know, heading into the final stage, the power stage, he'd won the rally. He was miles ahead. Yeah. Uh, but he was he was desperate to prove a point and score power stage points and to win yeah. the power stage. And went and off went on off. the third corner. Yeah. Really poor decision making. Should have just accepted the win this morning. You know, should have perhaps accepted the reality of the situation and taken third place. Um, you know, it is about making the right decisions at those critical moments. And Sunanen made a wrong decision. But I'm not going to be too hard on him because I, I do like him and I've liked the cut of his jib, David, <coughs> since we've seen him return at Hyundai. Oh, he's done a great what does that job. mean, cut of his jib? Is that to do with is that a sailing term? Uh, potentially. I don't uh, know. You're, uh, you're the wordsmith. No, 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 no Cut of his jib, is it to do with a sharp suit? Oh, I you don't, don't know. I don't know. Genuinely, I, hold no, my hand no, no, I do not know. <laughs> uh, but I'd agree, I would agree. He, we talked to him this morning about, you know, what did you think of Finland? And he was like, oh, I was a bit disappointed with Finland. Mm-hmm. I don't... Okay, yes, because he wanted the podium. But for me, he did a great job in, yeah, in Finland. So. He did the job that the team required. And because he did that job, he's here now. Um, and he will be here in CER in, in a well, few weeks. And so, I, think, I, think, I think the job application has gone well. I think it's gone well. And I think in some form or another, we will see... Sooner than as part of that team next year. Yeah, I yeah, I would I would absolutely agree. Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, so that's our top um, WRC teams, David. Uh, a final word. Well, well, we'll save a final word for Rally Chile, but our penultimate word for our WRC two winner, Oliver Solberg. Oliver Solberg, however you want to pronounce it. Mm. Um, we saw a slightly different Oliver Solberg here in terms of his World Rally Championship performances. Uh, we saw a very very strategic Solberg, a thoughtful Solberg, at times a patient Solberg. Yeah. Really, really top qualities to demonstrate if you want to show that you're a world-class driver. I think you've got the word in one there, patience. We've, we've seen, there's no doubting Oliver Solberg's speed. You look, he's, he's set countless. I don't know how many fastest stage times in Rally 2 cars this year. He's basically blown everybody out of the water in terms of the the stages he's won and the stages that he's led. Uh, obviously, he's not always competing in WRC too, but it, those statistics are quite incredible, what he's done there. Mm. His speed demonstrated with sixth overall and a monster win in, in Finland uh, a few weeks ago, or a couple of months ago. But what he did here was 
almost as important as anything he's done this year. He demonstrated the ability to think. And, you know, I remember in, in 2003, the great Sir Clive Woodward, when he guided England to a magnificent victory in the, in the Rugby World Cup. Those days seem a long way away, <laughs> don't they? Shut Many up. years behind you. you. be quiet. Many years uh, behind for, you. For, for Woodward, the big thing was teacup. Think clearly under pressure. And that's exactly tea. Teacup, teacup, yeah, yeah. Think clearly under pressure. That's exactly what he did on Saturday afternoon. Everybody else around him was taking seconds, taking seconds out of him, nibbling away and and just getting on with it. He had a strategy and he thought very clearly under pressure, I am not going to stress the tyres, I'm not going to push the car too hard. I want to get to that final stage on Saturday with four good Tires. And he said they were new tyres when we spoke to him. They were, yeah. they were the best of best condition. Yep, he got there and, and look what he did. Incredible. I mean, to take, okay, Payari's tyres we know were, were shot, but to take 47 seconds or yeah. something out of him in yeah. 28k is quite remarkable. And, and even yeah. Gus Greensmith, 17 seconds behind, it was it was brilliant for me all it was a season. Demonstration, a demonstration of just how good he is. He is that good yeah. and he deserves to be in Rally 1 I think in well, some he, ways he deserves an opportunity again he deserves when an opportunity avails itself yeah of him he, he deserves it he deserves it, it there's a, there's a, the, for me there was always that question last last year when he was in the the Rally 1 car that potentially it had come too soon um, mm-hmm. and did he maybe need another a year of Rally 2 and you look back at Calais Rovenpera's career obviously there are direct comparisons between the two Calais' career was very structured. We know now that he had a Toyota agreement from the age of 16 or something, so mm-hmm. they knew exactly mm-hmm. where. So he did the year in the Fiesta, then he went into the into the Skoda, and there was no rush because he, he knew what was coming. But And he could learn his yeah. craft. He could take experience from rallies. I I do feel... But no, David, I, I'm going to disagree with you here. I don't think it was too early. I think the timing was just wrong. I think had he had that opportunity at the same point in his career with the last year of the previous World Rally cars, yeah. he'd have been fine. I think the fact he came yeah. into a team yeah. in absolute and utter turmoil with a dreadful car, You're with exactly right. infighting going on, he had no chance of with succeeding. A, with a car that gassed him in the first round. With a car, he absolutely. He had absolutely yeah. no, no right. chance of succeeding. And, no, and, and we must never, ever forget that. It wasn't... You know, yeah, yeah, Solberg made a, a silly mistake in Finland. And a lot of people define that year for Solberg mm. with that mistake in Finland. Nonsense. 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 Yeah. The, the defining factor was just how awful and how bad an atmosphere there was in that yeah. high on that team. how badly he was managed. Badly treated. The fact, badly treated. The fact yeah. that he didn't get pre-event yeah. tested. The fact that yeah. he wasn't allowed to run with his own setup. Yeah. The, it, was, it was very, very difficult. Uh, uh, by so, the way, David, I've come up with Sunan's, the answer to Sunan's problem. What? You know where I live. I live in the teacup capital of the world. I am going to get a teacup for Sunan, for CER. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it's exactly what you said. What was it? Think clearly under, under pressure. pressure. And what does that mean? You think clearly under pressure, you make the right decisions. Yes. So, so he needs a teacup to help him make the right decisions and to remind <laughs> him to make the right decisions. I'm, any, any, any special designs I should go for? What about that place you like? In what Stoke? What's that Emma place? Bridgewater. Maybe an Ed, Emma Bridgewater Very teacup. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Uh, so, there we are, folks. Uh, final words, David, on Rally Chile B.O.B.O. Brilliant. Yeah. Great event. Unbelievably fabulous to be back in South America. Yeah. Uh, absolutely love it down here. It's it's great. And 
it's just a cool place. We've said this time and again this week to be popping over the top of the Andes, sitting alongside the Pacific. It's wicked. Yeah, it's it really just is what wicked. the World Championship's about. Yep, I concur entirely. Uh, it has been a wonderful rally. Folks, you've been listening to Spin the Rally Pod. Don't forget dirtfish.com. You may well be listening to this on Tuesday, and there may well be a very big story bro- breaking. If you are listening on Tuesday and you haven't come across that story, head to dirtfish.com. Uh, double check your inbox for your podcasts as well because there is a very, very special podcast available for you this week. Folks, from Rally Chile BOBO, for myself, from David Evans, from the whole Dirtfish team, it's been a pleasure.